That's true. I'm his mom. I'm also your host for the Auto Parent Podcast. My name is Reverend Casey Vanatta Casebeer. I am an associate pastor and director of family ministries at Foundry United Methodist Church in Washington, D.C., and I'm a mom. Y'all, whatever we need this podcast to be, whether it's a space for solidarity or hope, or to receive permission to tell guilt and shame to kick rocks. Whatever we need for this parenting journey, I pray we find it here together. So come on, let's pray toward it, and let's do it. Hi there, and welcome back to the Auto Parent Podcast. This is episode two, and I'm your host, Pastor KC. And you know what? I think I missed you. We are recording this podcast on Monday, January 18th, which is a day that we honor and celebrate the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and his wife, Coretta Scott King, for their tireless work uh, in effort in equity and justice for all. May their lives and legacies be remembered forever, and may they encourage us in the work that is still to be done. Well, like we said up top, this is episode two, so you already know what's coming. I have a parenting fail this week that's a little bit, I can't believe I did that. It's a little bit funny. It's a little bit makes you want to just kind of scratch your head. So let's just get right on going. So as I mentioned last week, we have a new puppy in our household. His name is Zion, Z-I-O. O-N. Yes, he's named after a Duke basketball player and also a mighty mountain. Uh, and yes, he is a teacup chihuahua that weighs one and a half pounds. Thanks for asking. And so you can imagine this tiny little chihuahua running around our home. It is easy for him to get lost. So I We realized that he was being quiet, uh, that we hadn't heard him in a little bit, that we hadn't seen him in a little while. And so we didn't panic. We looked in his normal places, which are either his crate or curled up on a heating pad or blanket. Uh, Sometimes he likes to be in the boys' room under the bed. We looked everywhere. My partner, Greg, had picked up one of his toys, which is a goose that makes this honking noise. And he was honking the goose all around the apartment while I was screaming, Zion, Zion, Zion. At one point, I thought that Cash might know where he was because sometimes he likes to pretend he doesn't have the dog, even though he does. It's kind of this game that we play that infuriates me and sends him into hysterics. And so there's one point where I'm yelling at Cash because I'm like, I know you have the dog. Where's the dog? Greg, again, honking the goose around the apartment. If you could have seen this spectacle, it was ridiculous. Okay. Uh, 
Come to find out, he had wedged himself back in the back of his crate behind all of his blankets and was stuck and couldn't get out. I felt horrible on two counts. Number one, that I had blamed Cash for taking the dog and uh, lying to us about it. And number two, that I had like this other tiny little child that ha- that was stuck and we could not find him. So I don't know if you lost any of your kids this week and or if you blamed your other children for their uh, disappearance Um, (laughs) or if you have any other similar parenting fails or just fails that you just kind of want to shake your head at because you can't believe this is the experience that you're having as a parent. We would love for you to share those with us on Twitter, uh, on Instagram, at AutoParent. Um, share those with us and we might share some on the pod. That would be super funny and super great. Uh, we're all in this together. Let's move right on into a parenting confession. Can we talk about drive through kids meals and these toys? Can we talk about it? Because the fact that Wendy's is currently putting Play-Doh in their kids meal bags is a real problem. And I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I got caught. And this is my parenting confession. We had gone to get the boys just uh, some chicken nuggets because we were on our way somewhere and it was just easier. You feel me? Like I, I am a fast food mom sometimes and I, that, that may be another confession, but here it is. I'm laying it all out. So we go and we get these kids meals um, for the kids and realize that they have Play-Doh in them. So I sneak them out of the bag and put them in the floorboard of the front. Riggs, my three-year-old, is none the wiser. My five-year-old catches me in the rear view mirror. And can I just say that it was awful. He was so upset that I had taken and stolen his uh, Play-Doh from the kids' meal bag and I have yet to hear the end of it. Has anyone else done this? I know I can't be the only one. Y'all, I need some solidarity, please. If you've done this or something like it, share that with us too. We'd love to hear it. Okay, now for a parenting win. This week, uh, we were playing Monopoly. It was Cash, my partner Greg, and myself. Riggs was down for a nap. It was great opportunity to play Monopoly. So we have the Star Wars version of Monopoly that we're playing together. And we're it's kind of a teaching tool. We're teaching Cash how to count money, how to count the dice, um, how to read. He's reading on uh, the cards and stuff like that. So it, it's a good family thing for us to do. And it also is just uh, a teaching tool. So anyway, we're playing Monopoly, y'all. I went to jail like I didn't even make it around go one time. I went to from jail around like the half of the board back to jail. And then when I finally got out around half the board back to jail, I promise you it happened like six times in a row. And I was getting so frustrated because if you know anything about me, you know that I'm super competitive. Doesn't matter if I'm playing with a five-year-old or what. Uh, so I'm getting super upset. It's um, I'm kind of doing it in a joking way so that Cash knows that I'm okay. But I do look over and recognize at one point that Cash is kind of like turned inward. I don't know if your kids do this. 
Uh, sometimes people like to call them sensitive kids. I just like to call them kids. Uh, so cash sometimes will turn inward and, uh, we call it feeling your feelings. Um, and so, uh, I noticed that he was starting to do that. And so I just kind of checked in with him and said, Hey, are you okay? Do you want to take a break? Uh, and he said, I'm okay. Uh, and I don't need to take a break. And I said, okay, well, are you feeling any big feelings right now? And he said, yeah, I'm feeling sad. And when he said that, he started to cry, these big crocodile tears. And so I scooped him up and I said, okay, do you want to come sit with me? He said, yes. He came over, sat down beside me. And I said, okay, when, whenever you're ready to talk about these big feelings, we can. And he waited kind of a couple more rounds I'm still in jail. Um, And uh, he leans over to me and says, Mom, I'm just really upset because I haven't gotten to visit you in jail. It was big. It was a big thing. Uh, And so it felt good to be able to check in with him in that moment, to not be so caught up in my competitive spirit and to miss that opportunity for him to sort of express this big emotion that he was feeling. Uh, may sound like a small win, but it was a big win over here in the Van Beer household. And I just want to let you know, as much as we want to hear about your fails and your confessions, uh, we want to hear about your wins too, especially in weeks where it feels like you haven't gotten any um, and you get one good one. We want to hear all about it. The Auto Parent Pod and Foundry Family Ministries are with you on this journey and want to celebrate those wins with you. So share those with us on Twitter, on Instagram, at Auto Parent. And now it's time to do a little something different. to our time to get real, where we talk about the lectionary passage each week and think about what it means for us to be parents in this strange and unprecedented, if you're drinking, that would be a word to drink on, time. And uh, we use the lectionary passage and think through what that passage could possibly mean for us this particular week. Our lectionary passage this week is John chapter 1, verses 43 through 51, and it's the calling of Philip and Nathaniel. There are many call stories in the gospel, specifically of Jesus calling the disciples, and I had some sort of broad thoughts about this concept this morning. And so I don't really want to get down in the weeds in this lectionary passage, but I do want to think about what it looks like to follow Jesus as a parent. And I want to talk about what feelings come up for me in this. And I would love to know if you are feeling some solidarity in this way, or if you have another way of looking at this particular passage. I I love for us to be co-learners on this journey. So let's talk a little bit about what it looks like to be called by Jesus. I would wonder what the first thing that comes up for you when you hear the words, come follow me, as if they're coming from the mouth of a brown-skinned immigrant. Um, what does that mean for you? What does that look like for you? What kinds of emotions does that bring up for you? Either cluing yourself into the rest of the story, which you know, or not. What does that mean? I'll just say for me, hearing the words, come and follow me, um, which is kind of this 
thing that Jesus says to most of the disciples and to to Peter and Andrew who were fishing, drop your nets, drop your livelihood, don't go home, don't say bye to your family, drop your nets and follow me. That feels not possible. You know, I actually feel a little bit like Peter and Andrew and James and John, uh, except without the fishing nets. I, I do feel like I'm out to sea. Uh, and I, I feel like this call, come follow me, means give up your life vest, give up uh, what is keeping you safe, and follow me into unknown territory, into a scary place. Um, it feels isolating and terrifying, considering that I already feel like I'm in a scary and isolated place. And I was talking about this with my spiritual director this morning, and she paused and said, what if Jesus' call to follow him leads you into more openness and love and to receiving more of yourself and to being filled up in ways that only spirit can fill you up so that you continue the work of the calling that you're doing as a parent, as someone who is passionate about justice and about pastoring to families, what if that call to come and follow me is to a reservoir of love and grace and rest? She said, would you go then? And I cried (laughs) and I said, yeah, yeah, I would swim and swim and swim to get to that place. And I think what I have to offer us today, thinking about this lectionary passage as a broader concept of following Jesus Sometimes we interpret that as a to-do list uh, where we have to check off all of the boxes. We have to show up in the right places. Um, We have to say the right prayers. We have to know how the game works like all the best players. And what I want to invite us to in this next week is, is hearing that voice, follow me, and knowing knowing with our deepest selves that spirit is leading us to a space where we can find rest and have our cups filled up. Because this parenting experience, pandemic or not, is self-emptying almost all the time. And I don't know about you, But I heard that call, come and follow me, and it felt like 
I don't have anything else left to give. And so when I was invited to think about the invitation to come and follow me as a place of rest and renewal, it changed my outlook. It changed how I'm encountering this call. And I want to do this along with you this week. I want to know where and how you feel like spirit is calling you into rest and renewal, how your cup is being filled up. I know for me, what fills my cup up uh, sometimes isn't my kids, (laughs) y'all. It doesn't get realer than that. I love them endlessly. I can't wait to see the looks on their faces when I've been without them. Their smiles, the way they're a little bit crooked. I look in their faces and I am utterly heartbroken at the fact that God gave me such a beautiful and amazing gift to shepherd in the world. And also they drain the hell out of me. And so I want to know where you find spaces of rest and renewal this week. And I pray that you will follow spirit there. I'm with you and I love you. And you know that you can always reach out to me. Find me on Twitter at RevKCVC on Instagram at the same place. If you want to send me an email, you can email me at kcvc at foundryumc.org. Most of all, you are not alone. We're in this together. All right. And now our final segment, the parent mantra. Every week we'll have a parent mantra, something that you can say to yourself or to your partner, uh, so that you can be reminded you're not alone. The Auto Parent Podcast family and the Foundry Family Ministries are with you on this journey. Your mantra for this week is, I am worthy of rest and renewal. You are worthy of rest and renewal. Because friends, if we don't believe that, And it's going to be really hard to convince our kids. I'll see you next week, y'all. Same time, same place. I've been your host, Pastor Casey. You can follow me on Twitter at RevKCVC. And remember to be gentle with yourselves. You don't have to be an auto parent to be a good one. Join us next week, same time, same place. You can find out more information about Foundry United Methodist Church by visiting our website, www.foundryumc.org. If you're specifically looking for information about our Family Ministries Department or our offerings for parents, you can find those at www.foundryumc.org slash family ministries. Thank you.